We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Never Leave Harlan Alive, which is a big song on that it's show. about Ju- Kevin Harlan? The song on that show, Justified, I like. Brad Paisley made it famous. Um, Linda Lovelace made it famous. All right, I'll give you the top six here. Alabama. Huge. 49 million. Okay, this is another one that makes no sense to me. Neil Diamond, five. He's not country. No, he's not. Cracklin' Rosie, get on board. <laughs> Forever in blue jeans. I mean, these are Sweet Caroline. These aren't country songs. Patty Loveless, by the way. I said Linda Loveless, and that's getting close to porn star territory, so sorry. No, Neil Diamond is not a country artist. That's what that's what he's recognized as country artist. Get Neil him, Diamond. Get him out of there. And you know what? You can take uh, who was the other one that we were questioning? Dylan. Yep. You yeah. know what? You can chuck Dylan out of there. Number too. four, and this was in September, so she might have gone up. Taylor Swift, fifty-one million. Timeout. Here's my problem. Was country at the very outset? She is a is pop now singer. Pop. She is. A, she has been a pop singer for a very well, long time. Do you think it's possible that they cut her off on this list? Like they capped her at her country albums. I don't think her country. Million, but I don't think her country million? albums did this kind of this these kind of numbers. I think when she went and crossed over to pop music is when she went insane numbers wise. All right, so here are the top three. I know one of them is Garth George Brooks. Strait, sixty nine and a half million. I said it early and I didn't give the man credit. Great singer, sixty nine and a half million for George Strait. Hank Williams got to be one. Number two. She ain't nothing but a hound dog. Elvis Presley, 139 million records sold. Don't I, he's not country. He's rock. He's more and, like blues. He rock and rock roll. and roll. Yeah. Well, people like to say that country is like like outlaw country is a mix of rock and roll and a bunch of other stuff. But I don't think Elvis. I don't think Heartbreak Hotel or something like that. And think country. Number one. It's got to be Brooks. Garth Brooks. Yeah. 157 million albums. How many sold. albums has Chris Gaines sold? You know what that was, right? That was his like his rock, alternative rock. His his rock uh, alter ego. I mean, how is Johnny Cash not on this list? Well, the, oh, I can tell you why. Like Waylon Jennings, Cash, Vince Gill Chris, has sold more records than freaking Johnny Cash. Are I you can, kidding me? I can tell you why these guys haven't sold as many records. The whole concept of outlaw country was not like these guys were actual outlaws. It was that they decided to make music outside the realm of like the main Nashville. Like they were purists. Well, they just tried to do it outside the the realm of the big record companies based in Nashville. So, Cash, Jennings, uh, Christofferson, dudes like that. Engelbert Humperdinck. You didn't say Hank Williams, did you? No, Hank's not on there. No, Hank's not on there either. Or Hank Hank Jr. Any of them. Those guys deliberately avoided the big production companies. Garth Brooks is about as mainstream as it gets country music-wise. That's why he sold a ton of records. Always looked at him as overrated. Ton of, well... Song of his that I absolutely think is terrific is Colin Baton Rouge. And here's the thing about, about low places. Does that still get the that juices one's a, flowing? That one's okay. It's a good party song, good oh, bar yeah. song. That you gets what, the place going. You know what I like <laughs> about Garth Brooks? Garth Brooks, apparently, judging by the channel he used to have, I don't know if it's still on like satellite or whatever. Not that I'm trying to push people in that direction. It sounds like you are. No, his, ta- <laughs> his taste, though, don't do that. You can go find it somewhere else. His taste in music is very eclectic. Like very, he's a very interesting guy who appreciates all the genres. No Dolly Parton on there either, in the top twenty. 
I'm trying to think if there's anybody that that wasn't named that I'm like stunned by what that you does, haven't already uh, gone over. What would Charlie Daniels count as? Uh, bluegrass. If we're counting Bob okay. Dylan and Elvis yeah, see, that's Presley, the thing. Whenever, I, whenever I heard those names get brought up, I thought he probably Neil, fits into there. Neil Diamond being on this is just garbage. No offense. You know, it's interesting. Uh, Paul Zeiss is a bigger fan of Taylor Swift than he lets on. Today they played a game of guess the Taylor Swift logo on his logo? AM sh- uh, uh, lyric. Sorry, logo. Uh, guess the Taylor Swift lyric okay. on his show. Do we have audio? You gotta know that. Hey. Yes, I know this song. Hey. <laughs> Here we go. We are never, ever getting back together. <laughs> he got it. Okay, there we go. Ding, ding, ding. Yes, that, okay, that yeah. is what that one is. Uh, I, I had to think about it there for a second. I was like, I think it's the right one. I'm uh, actually very, very proud of you for that. one out of two. Is that Susie that Cool is Susie in the background cool. That is Susie Cool quizzing him. We got more? That Please tell good. me what more. That was very, very good. I was really worried I wasn't going to get one of these. <laughs> Okay, well. Did you guys think he was going to get that one? I on, I mean, I, I, pri- I primed you that he did well with this. I So I know that song, but I honestly would have frozen up in the moment and been like, wait, what's the hook here? All right, I don't so think then, it would have hit me. Yeah, so, I knew that So one. then I'll pause it, too, and see if you can beat Paul, Malsey. Okay. Hopefully this one, I feel like this one's kind of easy, too. Okay. Ready? Go ahead. I was crying on the staircase. Okay. You'll be the prince and I'll be the princess. It's a love story, baby. Just say yes. He nailed it. Is that right? Yeah. Do you think Paul's going to get it right? He might like flub a little bit of this, but I think he's going to have the gist I think he's got most of it. Uh, something about you'll be the prince and I'll be the princess or something. Uh, so, I something actually, I'm actually in disbelief. <laughs> this is so good. Two out of three. Yes, I this is so, so good. Yes. Okay, I knew that. I am okay. very, very impressed. Uh, okay. So am I. So hold on. Paul's got a daughter who is not more than a year or two out of college, I think. Mm-hmm. Paul would have had her growing up. Right when Taylor Swift was like exploding, in, yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, he probably had these songs on in the car in his mind, very annoyed by them. I mean, hey, Elijah and Isaiah might be into it too. She's a, an icon. But can't you just see Paul being like, "Turn that crap off and put on some <laughs> Earth, Wind, and Fire"? Yeah. He just plays September or whatever for the fifteenth straight time. Uh, I gotta admit, like her pop music, it catchy, Malsy. Yeah, I mean, she writes you? catchy songs that like. That I think are are good for for what they are. Obviously, I have no musical ability whatsoever, so I shouldn't even pass judgment. I got a take for you. It's catchy. I bet Crowley. There's at least one Taylor Swift song he can sing word for word from beginning to end without getting one lyric wrong. I just I have him. I picture him as someone that has a Taylor Swift song nailed. Like he could do he could do karaoke and don't even show him the lyrics. He's got it. I feel like, hmm, could I do that with blank space? No. Mm. Come on, Chris. I could do that. I could do that. I, I think there's one song. I'd have to hear it one more time, and then I'd have it again. Her, my favorite song of hers, because there's one specific version she does of it that I think it sounds great, makes her look like unbelievably musically gifted. It's called Wildish Dreams, and I think I could probably do that. Never song. heard it. She does one where she's just on an electric guitar by herself before, in like in a room this size kind of. 
She absolutely kills it, in my opinion. Yes, I know that song. No, I just thought of it in my head. Except there's that weird part in the song where she goes, uh, uh, uh. Yeah, like, she now does I want that you little... to sing it. Imagine Zeiss gets up uh, on stage at some karaoke and he just performs a Taylor Swift song. <laughs> that would be so wildest dreams. Or, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> hold on, hold on. What's that one song? Midnight. Yeah, uh, midnight. Come and take me home. So headlights. Long drive. Oh, cruel summer. I thought this was a uh, banana rama. <laughs> You've got guys wearing uh, uh, thongs or whatever with their ass hanging out and all this other stuff. Yes. <laughs> Wait, what is that one about? I don't even and, remember. You know, we, we, I had a couple of responses that were just typical, you know, uh, attention-starved douchebags. You know yes. what I mean? Exactly, Paul. I think he could actually do – I think Paul could do Shake It Off or Style. Remember Style? That's the one I was just doing. I've heard – I don't know if I've heard Style. I've heard Shake, shake It Off or Shake It Off. <laughs> Remember the time we had Paul sing uh, lyrics from Kill Hold Now I'm thinking of the, the hook for Shane, the tune of it. I say I'm too late. Got nothing in my brain. Oh, that's what people say. Oh, that's what people say. I go on too many dates. Remember we had Zeiss saying Broadway musicals? Yes. Yes. <laughs> We gave him like the lyrics I think to I, cats, and he sang. It. I think I'd pay him fifty bucks to do the entirety of "Shake It Off." I really would. God, the lyrics go on forever. <laughs> All right, and the faker's gonna. <laughs> Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Heinz Ward would make a very good receivers coach. Absolutely. Peter King to Joe Starkey. Free association game. Heinz Ward returning to the Steelers as wide receivers coach. He said, Absa friggin' lootly. Do you like friggin' more than frickin'? What do you do there? Do you go F's or G's? Mm. There's a former Packers tight end in the building who goes Frick instead of Frig. Uh, I think Frick sounds more normal than Frig. I think Friggin' sounds better than Frickin'. Lennox likes to watch these Mario Kart videos now on YouTube, and some of the uh, the people doing these channels, I can tell, are saying Frickin'. And wait, I wait, wait. What do you mean Mario Kart Like, he likes to watch people play Mario Kart, too, Why? if he can't. Can I don't he know. just play it himself? No, because I try to limit the playing, and then he just goes right to YouTube. Like but he just so why would he watch? That's like that's like turning on Madden back in the day and watching the computer I, play the computer, to. a simulation. Because these people try to do crazy stuff with the game, and I'll hear him going, oh, that's so freaking scary. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, don't say that. When do you think you dropped your first F-bomb? Uh, six or seven years old. I heard somebody say it on the bus, didn't even know it was a bad word. I was just like, wow, that's... And then 
say it and i think my brother got like wind of that because he would have been 10 or 11 and he was like don't say that in front of mom and dad but let me ask you about this yes so alex has a theory on this because we were just talking about it she thinks that it is incumbent on us as parents to calmly in the very near future like before he goes to kindergarten probably Mm -hmm. tell him what all the bad words are calmly like not make it sound funny or anything so like don't F. say the, yeah, F, S, all of them, right? Uh-huh. All the, like, the swear words. But I'm not doing, like, like bodily nice... slang. And just say, don't say these. You this might is hear... the B word. Yeah, you might hear kids say these. These are very bad words. This don't is, say them. This is the C word. It's really, really no, bad. I don't think we would do that one. <laughs> um, I said no body part ones. Um, and I said, that sounds great in principle. We try to get out ahead of it, sort of. Yep. I know my son. He'll be the one on the bus going, "Hey, <laughs> like, can you like, can you believe this?" But where bleep? would, but where would she come down? You said no body parts. Where would your wife come down on like some of the offshoot words, like "wang," for example? So you know Dink. what's funny? Do you know what's funny? She will because she's a nurse, and so it's very professional and scientific. I think is her rationale. Hooters. Like, are you going to teach him all these words too? She refers to his boy privates just by their regular scientific names. Anatomical terms. Right. So she, I think, is trying to just be like, I'm not going to have my kids saying slang terms. This is just what these things are. Oh, my God. I mean, she's got, I mean, her head's in the right place, but I just the odds like of, of that. She thinks she's got a great game plan here, and I think it's going to get blown up by the opposing pass Exactly. Rush it's soon. like Mike Tyson. Everyone's got a great game plan until you get punched in the exactly. mouth. The kid gets on the bus, and he, he I know. hears boobs for the first time, and he's going to start laughing his ass off. I think she might have said boob to him, but like, yeah, what? These are breasts, Lennox. <laughs> it's more his own parts that she's talking about, like, and she's trying to just get him to, like, I These think. These are nipples, Lennox. Never, ever, ever call them anything else. But if he follows up Wang with Chung, you'd just be very, very proud. I was just going to say, that's a different ball game altogether. Hey, Mom, everybody have fun tonight. Everybody Wang Chung tonight. So, Peter King says that Times it would be work. a home run hire. I agree. We went through a lot of that yesterday. He also put out a list of the 40. So, he's covered football for 40 years. Yep. And in his last column... He put together an all-time team from the last 40 years. He put Heinz Ward on it as a wide receiver. And this was Peter King explaining why. Heinz Ward covered the game for 40 years. He is the best all-around receiver I have ever seen. And what that means is that he's very productive. You don't catch a 1,000 balls without being very productive. But he's also the best blocker I've ever seen uh, as a wide receiver. That is so important. You ask any coach, what do you want in your wide receivers? I want a guy who's unselfish, who gives himself up, and who will sell out to block. And so I have no qualms, no regrets whatsoever about making him one of my top four receivers that I ever covered. Who um, He put him ahead of Larry Fitzgerald, by the way. So I assume he had Rice, Moss, Ward. Terrell Owens, maybe? I'm trying to think. Donnie, of, see if you can get Peter King's last column and see who he had as, as his four receivers. But he explained in the interview he was trying to build an actual team. Oh, okay. So it's not just an all-star team. It's who fits the best. Was yeah, he the it, only Steeler who made it? No. Joe Green did. And I think Troy did, too. You just want running backs here? Or no. uh, wide receivers yeah. here? Uh, Rice, Moss, Tyreek Hill. 
And Heinz Ward. If you're trying to build a team, he'll kind of Tyreek can do the special team stuff, too, and it's just an absolute burner. He and Moss on the outside is just comedy, trying to cover them. But, Did he have Polamalu on there? Uh, Did you find it? Anybody else? Well, now that I'm looking at the defense, I don't see Mean Joe. Because that would have last four well, times doesn't go to right. the eighties. That's right. It, yeah, yeah. It does not get back. Yeah. What am I talking about? He's going back to eighty three. That was a brain fart on my part. Did Rod Woodson uh, make he, the cut? He did no. have Palomalu. He had Palomalu, Reed, and Tyron Matthew. He did not put. He did not put Rod Woodson. He put Aaron Donald on that team. Yes. Yes. Who are his corners? Got to be Dion. Uh, Dion. Richard Sherman. I knew it. Revis. Daryl Green. And just those three. Have you ever he seen? He said the first two he left off were Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor. Man, no. wait for, as corners or safety? oh no no no, no never mind. He had that later. And no like the, Rod Woodson. Yeah, I was just saying. No they, Woodson they and no safety. Revis, man. Daryl Green. If you guys, ever, if anyone out there listening ever wants to watch just like a fun little compilation He's video like the on fastest YouTube, guy ever. It's just called Daryl Green Chase Downs. There are plays where like Eric Dickerson is 15 yards clear of anybody. Dicker uh, Daryl Green turns and goes to catch him. And like closes the distance in an amount of time that doesn't even make sense. It's he so, played for he like looks 20 like, years. He looks like he's running and, pl- and doing something completely different than what Eric Dickerson is I have a Daryl Green story. Okay. Awkward fart in an elevator. Him or you? Not him. Or I don't know if it was him. This is so bizarre. The one place he can't run away. Atlantic 10 tournament was in Pittsburgh a number of years ago. I think he was the athletic director at George Mason. He's in there. He's decked out in green. It's clearly Daryl Green. Mm-hmm. And there's like six or seven people in the elevator. He's by far the most famous. It's me and another uh, reporter. And I would guess George Mason athletic department luminaries. And all of a sudden you smell fart. Oh. And I think in that spot he gets, I think in that spot he's the most likely to do it. He was the AD at George Because he knows right. he's the least likely to get blamed. So he can just let one go. You're right. Perfect crime. Who's going to have the balls to to say Daryl Green? Hey, Daryl, Did you rip one? What the hell, man? You cut one, brother? Pony, let's see it. You test your Daryl Green knowledge. What school did he matriculate from? To? From? What college? Ooh, that's a great question. I knew I knew this would uh, stump, maybe stump you because it's a tough one, man. The only hint I'm going to give you is it's a small college. Yeah, I knew that. Non, It's not even Division One. This guy's fast. Man, is he fast. Is it like Virginia Union? What is Texas it? Texas A&M Kingsville. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that. Uh, here is why Peter King doesn't think Heinz uh, Ward won't get into the Hall of Fame, why he's going to have to wait a long time. My feeling is people look at guys like Reggie Wayne and Torrey Holt, and they just think this guy's a better receiver than Heinz Ward. And I don't think – this is my opinion now. I'm one of, I think we have 50 voters, 49, 50, whatever. My vote means no more than anybody else. I believe that part of being a receiver is being an all-around football player, and I think I'm outnumbered on that. I made the case similarly when he was on the semifinalist list. He's just got unique qualities and things that set him apart that you can't say about things like Reggie Wayne, who's got better numbers. But Reggie Wayne, to me, is a garden-variety wide receiver, and he's not like an elite best-of-the-best at that either i do think if you he grasp, just has phenomenal numbers i think if to that point i don't know if i've ever made the point this way before but hopefully this one hits home i think if you told me you have to pick wayne or heinz ward and you don't tell me anything else about the team the style they're going to play the quarterback 
I feel like I've got a better chance to get what I need out of Ward there. Because if it's like a run-heavy team, is Reggie Wayne going to be throwing blocks down the field? Is he going to be making tough little nitty-gritty catches? Is he going to be focused if he only gets five targets in the game, but they're big, you know, high-pressure plays? The thing I think that – I know I've said this before, but I'll say it again. The thing about Hines that I do believe gets just way short-shrifted, that guy had terrific hands. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a span of time, in, probably in his prime, where I was not just surprised, I was stunned if he dropped a ball. You could throw him stuff in traffic. He could take a massive hit. He hung on to everything. I'm not even close to halfway, so uh, I haven't put a lot of thought into it. I mean, your goal is to be the best player that you can be. Um, And uh, I know I'm blessed to be around a lot of great players around me. Um, And so right now, it's doing whatever I can to beat a great 49ers team and trying to get that third ring. And then if you ask me that question in like 15 years, and I'll see if I can get close to seven. But seven seems like a long ways away still. I'm I'm about to laugh too because I'm just trying to think of that voice. I know, I just Patrick Mahomes' voice. So here's the end of that clip. Fifteen years, and I'll see if I can get close to seven. But fifteen years, and I'll see if I can get close to seven. Donnie, try to see if you can do that line in Mahomes' voice. I don't know if I can. Let's. You you definitely have to go higher pitch. Hear it again. Ring, and then if you ask me that question in like 15 years, and I'll see if I can get close to seven. But 15 years, and we'll see if I can get close to seven. (laughs) I can't get high enough for that. You ask me that question in 15 years, and I'll see if I can get close to seven. I feel like I want to like almost do a Yoda voice. Well, you you want to do Kermit the Frog, but then you end up doing Yoda. In 15 years, I'll see if I can get to seven. (laughs) In 15 years, ask me, and I'll see if close to seven I can get. turn into Yoda. <laughs> well, no, I was doing well, Yoda did, on burgers. Did you see that? Arr, I can't get my voice Try there. to talk. Try to say this. Here's how you got to do it. You got to go. No, no, no. You got to do it. like a witch. You got to think about you're talking to Miss Piggy. Oh, hello, Miss Piggy. That was better, Chris. I talked to him in 15 years, and I'll see if I can get close to seven. Well, did you see somebody did <laughs> ask him? That sounded actually a lot more like Kerb, Kermit the Frog. Somebody did ask him about Kermit the Frog, like if he can do a Kermit the Frog impression. And he just talked normal? He, just he, like, he, yeah. said, he said, I know, it's just my voice. What if he just basically. said, no, I can't, and the guy goes, perfect, thank you. So he's sensitive about the voice. Do you think somebody— No, he didn't—like, I, 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 I shouldn't have answered in that tone, I guess, because he, he didn't answer it like he was mad. He, you think he, that, he knew he— what the joke? You was. think a defensive player on another team has ever made fun of him and called him like you Kermit sounding? Probably, you know, like, but I wouldn't advise doing that. Probably pisses him off and makes him play better. I'll tell you what, man. You know what the one thing about like you know how intense Brady would get during the games? Like he'd be in Anthony Smith's face, he'd be fist pumping. Like he yep. was very intense. Yep. That is the one thing about Mahomes that almost puts me even more ill at ease. He never, you know, he is that competitive. They all say he is. Does he ever look like? All that annoyed with what's going on out there? Well, he was when Kadarius yes. Tony lined up offside. Sure, that and one time. And I feel time. like Max Crosby gets under his skin a lot, knocking into him, blasting him, yeah. talking smack. I mean, Max Crosby seems like he'd be annoying. But you get my point, though, right? Mm-hmm. He rarely looks bothered out there. When he scores a touchdown, he he rarely looks, like, overwhelmingly happy, He, which would make me very ill at ease. It's like if you are in a boxing match and you punch the other guy in the face and they just smirk at you like, oh, crap. Get back to me in 15 years and see if I have close to seven. You know what's always hard to do? Compare guys from generations where you didn't see the guy play at all. You only read about him and saw the highlight videos. Yeah. Because 
when I hear the quarterback discussions, like all this week, it's how far is Mahomes away from Brady? And he gets asked about that, and he goes, man, I feel like I'm still so far off. Sure. I think Unitas' career is still more impressive than Mahomes. But I feel like people that are in their 30s like you and me, don't you feel funny including Unitas in in discussions because he played in an era where it was still in black and white film and Did you ever see it did you ever not see a movie but people were talking about it and you knew the movie was so good that you should just yeah, that's a great movie. Like I, almost I, lie about you it. You know what? I heard that happen to Donnie on Sunday. Donnie was talking about running backs and some guy called in and said, Well, why didn't you include Jim Brown? And he's like, Okay, pal, like Kind of didn't want to talk about guys from the 50s and 60s, but well, thank you. Well, I, I also I, – I said Jim Brown's name. It was just after a handful of other guys. Yeah. But I didn't – it wasn't like an official list. So that's what I had to tell him. He's like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I, I guess I feel like I know enough about Johnny Unitas's career – that I know it would just make me sound stupid, uneducated on the source, on like the subject matter, if I didn't include him. So like that's why I use the movie analogy. Even if it's a movie I've never seen, I if I know everyone reveres it, I say, yeah, oh, they probably got to be onto something here. And so I just say, yeah, great, you know, great, exactly. Because I would put I would put uh, Unitas ahead of all the other Pittsburgh quarterbacks. I think he's the greatest one this era this area has ever produced including Montana and Marino. So I think Johnny U suffers from something on when you just try to look very quickly at the career stats. I think he suffers from something I said Bettis did to a, a small extent. If you go 56 to 67 for Unitas, the 67 season being his last all pro nod, understanding yeah. what quarterbacking was back then and how much harder it was to play, the numbers are very impressive. And then other than a good season in 1970, he kind of fell off a cliff numbers-wise, Pony. Didn't play nearly as much. And it makes his overall numbers look a lot worse. But, yeah, you go the first 12 years of his career, it's hugely impressive, knowing what we know about football in that era. Like, the guy threw 32 touchdown passes in 1959. What is the uh, adjusted rate for inflation there, about 50? Well, that's why I think even though he didn't win the Super Bowl, I think Marino's 1984 season is the greatest season by a quarterback ever. Better than anything that Mahomes has done and better than anything Brady or Peyton Manning ever did. What about a breeze season in there? No. In 80, I I would still say he's better. 5,000-plus yards and 48 tutties. In 1984. So pull up 1984, and who was second in stats that year? Like Just the gap between him— and the next closest quarterback has to be absurd. All right, here we go. 1984 NFL season. Uh, he was your MVP, obviously. How many more passing yards Player than the guy stats. that was second? I want you guys to guess. If either of you can tell me who the second leading passer was by yardage in the NFL that year, I will be hugely impressed. Total yardage. Not per game. I was going to guess Dave Craig. Wrong. Dave Craig, by the way, is fifth on this list for that season. He is almost 1,500 yards behind Marino. Okay, so, so who's Marino, Marino and two other guys then went over 4,000 yards. There's Marino and two others. Third place on your list, Donnie, Phil Sims. Second place on the list. Can't believe you guys didn't acknowledge the legendary Neil Lomax. 4,600 yards. He was 400 yards behind Marino. Okay, how many touchdowns? Touchdowns touchdowns is where this gets insane. Yep. Marino with 48. Second place, Dave Craig, 32. (laughs) Nobody else above. He beat him by 16. Nobody else above 30. 
in the entire league. The only season I want to go back and look at, and I I don't think Pony that this is gonna that this is gonna like end up like being validated. I want to see Brady in that 2007 year compared to everybody else in the NFL because that was the year where he went, you know, just complete, fifty touchdown passes, yeah, fifty touchdowns, eight picks. Um, Who's second? Here we go. Brady passing stats that year. He had the most passing yards. He was only a couple hundred yards ahead of Breeze, but in touchdowns, he was 14 ahead of Romo. Okay, still not as still not as big of a gap though. Here's the other thing though. He threw 8 interceptions, Romo threw 19. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field it is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.